happy Tuesday. Welcome to The Round Room, the podcast where you get your bite-sized international news. I'm your co-host, Monica Rivera-Sosa. And I'm your co-host, Natalie Vasliff. This is a podcast made by college students for college students. Today, we bring you an episode on a current event that has confused all of us lately. The strikes in France have taken over the media, yet most of us are still confused on exactly what has been happening. Uh, I say that's about right. So keep listening to this episode to find out just what happened and what we think about it. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's episode. The streets of France have seen a new epidemic of protests after President Emmanuel Macron announced his plans on raising the retirement age from 62 to 64 by 2030. Over a million French citizens have taken to the streets to protest. Macron is looking to do this in an effort to cut pension costs, meaning that a French person will now be required to work for 43 years in order to later receive full pensions. As France's population continues to age and demographics show concern for labor shortages, If the retirement age does not change, the pension system could eventually face the dangers of a huge deficit. This plan is not surprising. Macron has been thinking of this policy change for a while. He wanted to pass this policy last year, um, even though both far left and far right parties in France have both been vehemently opposed. Macron ended up being able to force the measure through the National Assembly, the lower house of the French parliament. By using an article in the Constitution, Macron was able to pass the bill through without needing a vote from the National Assembly. This was also done out of fear because Macron knew this bill would not get passed unless he used a bypass law. So when Macron proposed policy changes regarding the pension system in 2019, France had already seen one of its longest runs in a string of protests in its entire history of the country. And as Macron has been planning on passing this bill for years now, labor unions have only grown stronger in opposition to Macron, and the president's approval rating has gone down. So let's compare this to the United States, where we currently are. Full benefits are accessible to you, an American citizen, if you're 66 and born in 1955. And even if you are 66 and you're going to start receiving these pensions, Usually it's not enough and you still have to keep working in order to be able to fund for yourself. But according to a report from the World Bank, France has spent nearly 13% of its GDP on pension fund assets in 2019. And since then, the percentage has only gone up. This is important because when we're taking a look at this issue, France has always been a country with one of the lowest retirement ages in the entire world. However, this is an even bigger problem because France also happens to be one of the countries that spends the most of its GDP on the pension system. So the scale is completely out of proportion. And if we found that if something doesn't change, then France might be in huge trouble in the upcoming years. And in comparison to other European countries, like Natalie said, Denmark spends about 10% of its GDP on pension funds, and Germany only spends about 8%. So France not only has had one of the lowest retirement ages for like 10 years, but it also spends the most on its GDP because it's a priority for them, which is not the case for a lot of other countries. So we can see where a lot of this issue might stem from and what this can look like in the future if something doesn't change. So although protests have started because of this, honestly, 
you can't not have these kinds of changes and it does make sense even if people are upset about it but we'll talk about that in a little bit but speaking of protests let's talk a little bit about what the strikes in france have looked like they've mainly started as trade union organized strikes but they have quickly turned into more violent protests which have been happening for over 10 days so within a short span of time Protests have quickly stretched to all aspects of France, all over France, especially in Paris. But the Louvre Museum was blocked and workers have been unable to open it for a few days already. And there are a few other things that have been happening during the protests, which have been really interesting to look at. Yeah, over 8,000 tons of trash has been piled up in Paris after weeks of bin strikes. After two has- up to 200 schools were blockaded by pupils or students. Orly Airport in Paris, as well as the Bordeaux, Marseille, and Toulouse have canceled over 20% of their flights. These strikes are, you know, impacting more than just like, it's just, it's more than just street protests. Which I think is kind of what we see when we're protesting in the United States. We always kind of only see action on the streets in the forms of violent protests, but we, this is kind of France's unique in that when we're going to be talking about this a little bit further, France has kind of trademarked methods of protest like the leaving tons of trash out on the street has been done before by the french people many times as you can see protest methods are reaching all aspects of life of daily life so we're going to be talking a little bit about maybe how this is compared to protests in the past so recently however a lot of the french government has been critiqued lately by other european countries especially on how police crackdowns in protests have worked. A lot of people have been saying that the police have been extremely violent, using excessive force, uh, not being trained properly to de-escalate situations. So the Interior Minister Gerald Darmanin said that there, quote, there is no police violence, end quote. If you read any of his further statements, you'll kind of see that he's empathizing with police officers and seeking apology for them for even how they've been treated by protesters. Other protesters obviously feel very differently. One protester said, if the government doesn't listen to us, the violence will rise. Our worst fear is that someone will die while protesting. So far, no one has died from these protests. I think when we were reading through most of the cases of what protests have been look, looking like. We've seen the same individual cases over and over. Someone has lost an eye. Someone has lost a thumb. And obviously arrests have happened, but nothing to the point of people have been killed. A popular chant that we've been hearing about from uh, and reading about from when we're taking a look at these protests is one chant says, Paris, rise up. We decapitated Louis the Sixteenth, and we will do it again, Macron. So, uh... Wow. The same things have actually happened before um, like this. So in 2010, former French president Nicolas Sarkozy changed the retirement age from 60 to 62. Once again, it's the same pattern that we're seeing happen here. The retirement age was raised for two years, well, by two years, and approval ratings for this president went down immediately. So this is not the first time that French citizens have taken to the city. It's not the first time that they've protested or gone on strike, but it's the, it's not even the first time that they've done it over retirement age. Yeah. So when Sarkozy passed this measure, over one million Parisians took to the streets to protest, and plenty of similar instances have happened 
and plenty of similar methods of protest we've been seeing were being used, like disrupting air and train and travel and piling trash in the streets, all of that. I think now would be a good time to have an open discussion about how we're feeling because we're Americans. That's crazy. Uh, Protest. We don't know what that is. No, it's not like, you know, the last seven years haven't been filled with riots and protests and, you know, insurrections. Monica and I were having a discussion earlier, right before we started recording this, and we were thinking, is having human rights a privilege? In France, they're not, it's not like they're, you know, not experiencing sort of police brutality or, you know, things like that. But if you compare it to what we've experienced here, there's a very large disparity. And like, it's very different because when I found out that they were arresting officers in France, when they were, when they were investigating officers that had been, um, you know, being violent and taking these measures with with the citizens, I, that was surprising to me because here we just did the episode on Arif Faisal earlier this semester mm-hmm. and they still haven't released the names of of his killers. I mean, Breonna Taylor's killers, I think it took them months to do anything and I don't think they even ever were arrested. I think they were just fired. Mm-hmm. Um, like... I think George Floyd was the first time I ever saw police taking accountability for what their officers are doing. And even then, it was such a hassle. So I think Mm -hmm. human rights, we're seeing that we have rights, but I don't think it's the same as what we should be getting. I mean, in France, if you think that in France that 64, a retirement age of 64 and only having to work 43 years to get a good pension is is some is like something to be you know creating such a ruckus about that's fine but i think you should i think people should be aware of the situation in other countries where people don't have a pension at all where women can't work at all um where here in america we have to work much longer we have or the retirement age is 66 but i personally my parents will probably have to work until they're 78 yeah. 80 yeah 90 um, you go to Disney World, they're literal like 90 year olds like cleaning bathrooms because they have no other option. Um, so I think if you're talking about whether human rights are a luxury, I think they're a privilege. I think there's more of a minority of stu- of places where you get those human rights than a majority. And hey, I was telling Natalie, like we are afforded rights here in America that in other places we would not have at all. Absolutely. I'm not going to complain and sit here and act entitled because I'm fully wholeheartedly aware that there are places where I, as a woman, um, would not have rights at all, where I like where any like person of color wouldn't have rights, um, where any person, any person part of the LGBTQ community wouldn't have rights. So, we are afforded rights. It's just, what about the quality of life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all good points to bring up. I also think it's it's interesting to look at because when we're talking about French, the French people, uh, in America, a lot of the assumption is, oh, the French are always having their revolutions. Oh, the French are always having their protests. But it, it's when it comes to the United States, I think it's seen on a different scale. Like the quote that we were reading earlier from a young protester when they said our worst fear is that someone will die during these protests. 
Whereas in the United States, when you're reading about protests, you're watching everything, or you're going to them, like we have both gone to protests, you can sometimes expect someone to die, unfortunately. It, it's, it's a grim reality, but it, it's incredibly typical to have people die at protests. And we don't have... We've, it's incredibly rare to see something like, oh, we're going to put effort into investigating these police officers. That would almost never happen in the United States. I, I think a moment for me that was very definitive in my like knowledge of protest was in 2020 when the George Floyd protests were happening. Um, and I was I was like in Puerto Rico, so I, I, did, I wasn't able to go um, or be part of any protest. There was none happening in Puerto Rico. But I remember going on Twitter and people were like live streaming the protests going on right in front of the White House. And then suddenly they were running from the police. There was gas everywhere. Like there were there were reporters getting crushed. Um, people like were being beaten with batons and all this was going on in a live stream. And it was because it was in that moment that Trump was walking across the street to the church to raise that stupid Bible over his head. And I just couldn't believe that so many people had gotten hurt and no one no one looked into who these police officers were no one looked into these methods no one looked into any of it um and i just think that that's really you know evident of the difference between what we see in you know other countries protesting in here because in france yeah they have revolutions and they know what obviously they know what it's like to have to fight for your rights and for what they believe in but i think he i think in this day and age we shouldn't have to it is mm -hmm. 2023 and i'm not invalidating their their anger and their self-expression but the difference here is there are teachers fighting for act for wages like it's not even pension that teachers are fighting for in America. They're fighting for better wages so that they can live now, not so that they can live when they retire so that they can live right now because the quality of life is not there. You shouldn't have to work two jobs here. We're protesting for the right to have control over my uterus. Um, we're protesting for the right for anybody to marry who the hell they want without fear of retribution and without people chanting that they're going to hell and God will punish them in on the streets of the church. Like there is just so much more to fight for. Um, and I think this situation specifically is just a little bit, it comes off a little entitled, I won't deny. It's only being raised by two years. By and 2030. By, by 2030. 2030. So it's not even an immediate, like, even if this bill is placed in uh, into the government, like, through policy reform immediately, it's not a change that's going to be happening immediately. It still takes time. And by 2030, who knows how much of the GDP is going to be spent on the pension system, as well as what demographics are, of France are going to look like, since France is already showing to be an aging population. I think it should be important for French citizens to take into account that although it isn't an ideal situation, it's far better than another option that you could have had. And also, you kind of have to have these reforms in order to be able to live. You can't expect that with population growth, with the economy changing, with France changing in its demographics entirely, 
that you wouldn't have to have a this is a simple policy reform it's incredibly simple but it's it's all it's necessary it's also something that happens everywhere and and by everywhere i mean that other countries have retirement ages that are much higher yeah well like we said the french and strikes like batman and robin pb and j and florida and their rewritten history books florida and their rewritten history books <laughs> all right everybody thanks for joining us on the round room today you've been listening to the round room we hope this episode brought some things to light <laughs> to keep up with our social media follow us on instagram at the round room pod and we'll see you guys next time mm-hmm.